So a lot of people that follow Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, and what many believe will be the number one quarterback taken amongst a talented group of quarterbacks in the upcoming NFL draft, uh, did something interesting yesterday. He is believed to be the first invitee to the Combine to not disclose his medical examinations with teams. Um, yeah, that would just, I'm going to pass. It's weird, right? It's, I'm not that high on him to begin with. So I'm like, yeah, you're giving me reason to choose someone else. It's a results-based business. Yeah, he, he he's declining the medical exams, which well, are... I'm declining to draft you. <laughs> well, it's typically considered to be one of the most essential elements of the combine, and it's one of the more routine uh, parts you of it as well. don't decline it unless you're not going to pass it. It's like a drug Well, that's test. weird. Yeah, that's Here, kind of... Here, pee in I'm this like, cup. What? Uh, uh. But I guess, so the NFL for years, they've, they've got complaints from draft prospects about the length of time for medical examinations, as well as the redundancy of having doctors from all teams examine the same player and ask the same or similar questions. So there is that. I'm like, like trying not to get hung up on this thing. Whether the Chicago Bears are really going to draft him or not, when you're talking about the potential number one player that goes in the draft and you are maybe the first one ever to have done this, I'm kind of with you, Jimmy. I'm kind of thinking, well, why? Yeah. I mean, even if it is a, a very redundant process, and, and, and you know, I, I get it. A lot of draft prospects are probably right. You go through the the combine medical examination, and then when other teams interview you, and maybe you do a workout with the team, they have their own medical people look at you, and it, after a while, probably becomes the same old thing, and you're answering a lot of the same questions. But I would think, at the very least, to get off on the right foot, that you would probably go the way that most of the draftees do? I don't know. It's just, I, I, I think about this through the lens of a Bears fan, and I think, oh, why not? Like you, Jimmy, like like you said, like, what, what are you hiding? Yeah. Why don't you want to? Yeah, I'm not going to mess around with this. I mean, no one's probably going to overly question this just for the simple fact that he does, as the presumed top pick, he holds the probably the biggest amount of leverage. But it's just, it's just another thing to kind of scratch your head. Like this whole decision that Chicago has in deciding whether it's going to be Justin Fields. Uh, are they going to keep him? Which I think if you listen to Ryan Poles talk about the quarterback situation earlier in the week, uh, you get the feeling that they are probably moving on and going to take advantage of having the number one pick again. But if you're still in the camp of maybe you don't know what they're going to do, you throw this into the equation, it just adds to more intrigue and, again, confusion with what to really expect out of what the Bears could get in Caleb Williams. There was a time earlier, uh, I would say September, October, that the way things were trending for Chicago to have Carolina's pick, if that was going to be the number one pick, that I thought Caleb Williams could be the dude. But I, I have since stepped back a little bit from that. And it's not, it's not because we saw him in the stands crying with his, his mom after a game. I believe, in, and I know he was speaking to reporters, talking about how he is a fierce competitor. Uh, he is the consummate teammate. Whether you're number one on the depth chart or number four on the depth chart, that 
You know, he's he loves every one of his his teammates. I did see that Drake May said uh, Drake May said that Chicago is about as good as it gets. Is honestly, Jimmy, if he did not wear a North Carolina uniform, I would be more intrigued by Drake May. Oh, you can't do that because he went to North. I can't help that, it. That, that would be like I was burned. That's just like when Lance Leipold was fired at Kansas, and they say, "Well, the last time we took a Buffalo coach, he sucked." Man, I yes, was burned. But that had nothing to do with that. I know, but I was burned. One coach was completely inept and incompetent. The other one was Lance Leipold. Jimmy, you I take ha- the best guy. If I that's have, your guy, you go with your. I guy. have things to work through. Okay, Mitch Trubisky did a number on me. You just have to accept that. All right, I'm seeing a therapist about it. Just trying to get over that, okay? So when Drake May, who, again, a lot of the intangibles, a lot of the physicals look good, he's still wearing another number freaking 10 jersey in Carolina blue. Already went down that road. Might be the best guy, though. I'm he not act- saying he is. I'm he actually saying. could be. He, he, he might be. Caleb Williams is... I'd stay away. Caleb Williams, but man, some of the things that he does... Oof. Does he win? Um, that's all I care about. Sort of. Yeah, sort of's not. Sort. You know what sort of does in the NFL? It has you out of a job after a while. Remember Jeff Fisher was, you know, Mister Eight and Eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. That Jeff Fisher sort of won later in his career. He was really good earlier with the Titans and then Oilers before, but. Well, and here's the other part of it that Caleb Williams I'm just said. trying to advocate pl- I know. and play devil's advocate. No, you should. If Drake May is the dude, if you were to be told tomorrow Drake May is the next uh, Pat Mahomes. I mean, Drake May was an eight-win quarterback this year. You know, if he's an eight-win quarterback with the Bears, that'd be some progress. Now, you can't stay eight wins. You got to... Yeah. Gotta, mm. here's, here's the other thing about Caleb Williams that I am on the fence about. Okay, so, you know, USC also was an 8-win team last year. You're in the the Lincoln-Riley system. Lincoln-Riley is excellent with quarterbacks. And so you have to decide, was the best part of Caleb Williams' game because he had Lincoln-Riley there and he was in a Lincoln-Riley system? And if not, then you think, okay, he's... Maybe not going to be as productive. But then you think about some of the quarterbacks that have played under Lincoln Riley and what they've done at the next level, where they've had some initial success, but not sustained success either. So that's what I'm trying to decipher more than anything is, is Caleb Williams, regardless of who was coaching him, going to be that type of talent that really stood out or is it because he was under the tutelage of Lincoln Riley? I don't know. It is it is a bit of a mystery. But if you ask me today, I still think Chicago's leaning towards taking Caleb Williams. I don't know how much I like it. And you know what, honestly, Jimmy, if, that it, if that's the case, and they do that, depending on what they get in return, I'm assuming with a trade with Justin Fields, I will not be able to give you anything definitive on how I feel about Caleb Williams as a Chicago Bear until I see his first four or five starts. Then I'll have oh, a better yeah. feel for it. And even then, I don't know if four or five starts is going to... Yeah. I mean, unless it, he's either really bad or really good. I will be as measured as I possibly can be. A lot of that is just overall being burned at the quarterback position as a Chicago Bears fan. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I'm just, I don't know what Caleb Williams is going to be. 
They truly do not know what he will be at the next level. And that's for any team, not just Chicago. I don't know. It makes for a a very fun and very long offseason conversation wherever he lands, which he will land very, very high. Most likely number one. Uh, we're going to talk to Matt Verzal here in about... not your team. Yeah, ask him. <laughs> see what he thinks. I, I, I am. Uh, and it, we'll talk to him in about 20 minutes when we come back. Uh, I wanted to take a look at what is going to be a big weekend of college hoops and what is going to be moving day tomorrow and Sunday in the Big Ten standings and how that could impact Nebraska. We'll also get to some of your calls and tweets as well as we continue here in the final hour. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley and Jimmy on 1620 The Zone.